I know not my God's wondrous grace to me He has made known Known by unworthy Christ in love Redeeming for His own But I know whom I have believed And have persuaded that He is able to But I know whom I have committed, and I know he is going to stand by me. Good evening, all my listeners. Again, here is your brother Paul often coming on your way from Scotland. Last week, I was in France visiting my family over there, and I went to Benyas uh, FM our station and i really saw my sister judith uh judith i'm saying hello to you if you are watching me i've seen some few people on the line just now um i welcome you on board for tonight's uh, lesson we are going to finish our topic that we started uh about probably six weeks now uh 
regarding the uh, the prophets are their prophet today we're going to bring you the concluding part tonight so without wasting much time uh, let's begin with a word of prayer father god and almighty i pray thee and give your name praise for everything that you have done in our lives today i've come to your way and present this lesson to my uh, viewers and listeners and i commit all my viewers into your care that god you bless them with understanding uh, of your word so that when they hear this word you hear nothing but the truth i thank you so much for always giving me uh, the strength to present your word in the manner that you god you want it bless all my listeners in jesus name amen brothers trying to recap what we have learned so far about these topic uh, which is are they prophet for today today that we talk are they uh, god's prophet now now in summary what i would say is we started by saying that god in the time past has spoken to some people first he spoke with uh, the fathers uh, which we read hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 he spoke with the fathers and then uh, spoke through the prophets uh, to israel and now god uh, speaks to the whole world through his son jesus christ and then uh, we also talk about that uh, if Jesus is not the one God speaks to and is not speaking through the fathers or the prophets, what about those in the system today that are claiming to be uh, prophets of God? There are some people today who are saying that uh, they have been appointed by God and some people, we, we see them all the time, we watch them on our television screens, where they say, uh, God has spoken to me, God uh, revealed to me, uh, I saw Jesus in my dreams, and he said, I should do this, and then he tells me, you, ha you are going to uh, die, or you are going to do this. Now, all these people that we uh, that say these things, are they really from God? Are they being sent by God? Remember that Jesus warned us in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 thereabout then he said that we have to be watchful for these uh, false prophets because they are out there there are a lot of you know passages in the scriptures that warn uh, us about people posing themselves to be the prophet of god now we concluded by saying that all the prophets who prophesied from the time of moses uh up unto jesus they all prophesied toward Jesus Christ. And the Bible made it clear that the, the law and the prophecy uh, were until John the Baptist. So after the John the Baptist, God did not appoint any prophet to lead his people. But the only prophet that God is giving to the world is Jesus Christ. That was also established. So what we are trying to find today is these people... Uh, that are in the system now saying that they are also prophets. And people, you know, hail them. People uh, 
Some people even lie on the floor for them because they claim to be uh, uh, God's people or God's prophet. Now, large two ways, what we talk about is the, uh, uh, some of the prophets that the New Testament mentioned. Because if you are saying that there's no prophet uh, for today, but we read from the New Testament, especially the book of Acts, where he mentioned a prophet named Agabus, and then you come to Ephesians chapter 4, and the Bible says that some were made uh, prophets. Uh, so what, what about those prophets? And then uh, we uh, went through the Bible to say that these prophets that the Bible talk about there were all temporal. They were there uh, till what? Uh, the, the, the church become matured or they were there till the perfect comes. And we use certain Bible quotations to establish it. Brothers and sisters, if you are listening to me and you have not heard this, please uh, go to my Facebook page. All the lessons are there. You can also find them in YouTube and look for our prophet for today, part one, two uh, and three. Uh, the third one is what we are going to do today. So uh, look for part one and two, then you understand this. If you find it difficult to follow me, you need to, you know, go back after this lesson and um, listen to part one and part two. That will help you to understand this because we are not going back. We need to continue to finish uh, this. Now, When we read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, it was established that all the special gifts, all the special gifts, including the gift of prophecy and also tongue speaking, they were all temporal. Because the Bible used, if you read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, but the Bible used some clauses like, uh, until we attain mat uh, mature manhood, and also, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he used a clause like, and when the perfect comes, all the partial will cease. And these clauses confirm that all these uh, special gifts were not to stay forever. Because if the scripture said the Holy Spirit put all these people, uh, uh, all these people in place, that is those who spoke in tongues, who prophesied and who do the healing. And he said, uh, he put them there until we attain maturity. When you hear the word until, this English word, it is a, it's a conditional clause that this is going to stay till a certain period. Till a certain period. And then if you come to 1 Corinthians 2, uh, he said, uh, uh, Paul told the Corinthian brethren that, when the perfect comes, all these things we see in Pasha will be done away. And he talk about the, the gift of tongues. He talk about the gift of prophecy. And he said, until uh, the perfect comes, or when the perfect comes, all these will be done away. Now, I want us to read... Uh, those quotations again and then we find out when the church become matured because I told you that when the church started there were a lot of things that the church lacked the church 
did not have any Bible they used at that time because the Bible was not complete at that time. And also, those people who started the church of our Lord Jesus Christ, they were all Galileans, that is the apostles. And the, the language they spoke, nobody could understand. So there was a need for God to give them different tongues. That is why we have the tongue speaking. That also, also came. And we explained that the tongue speaking is not gibberish. A gibberish means saying things that are meaningless and has no understanding, has no meaning. Tongue speaking are actually spoken language that the apostles and the early Christians spoke to teach the word of God. Now, what we hear today, that people, especially the charismatics and the Pentecostal brethren, are claiming to speak in tongues, are not tongues, uh, as the Bible knows it. What they are saying today is gibberish. It's meaningless words that you cannot understand. There's no uh, uh, language under this uh, uh, sun, or there's no language in this universe that... Uh, speaks what they are speaking today. But the tongue speaking, as it's recorded in the book of us, uh, were languages that the people spoke. You understand? So, but all these, as I said, were temporal. They were not there forever. You understand? So, uh, let's read Ephesians uh, 4, verse 11 and 12, and also let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8 to 9, just quickly, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, sorry, verse 8 to 9 and 11, just quickly, combining the two quotations and find out when those things cease or came to an end. From Ephesians, he says that to, verse 11 says, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Okay, this is what we want to take from there. He put some to become a prophet, and some evangelists, uh, and some, uh, you know, doing a lot of things. But he said, they were all there to equip the saints, who are the saints, the church, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, and for the building up of the body of Christ, until, so these tongue speaking, this gift of prophecy, and all these things. We're talking about the prophecy here, because we have some people that say they are prophets, for, uh, for God today, are they really prophet for God? And uh, we want to clear here. We have to clear here because it seems people are confused in saying that these are the prophets that the Bible talk about are those we have in the system now. That is not at all. Because these prophets that we have, the New Testament talk about, were the temporal prophets that were arranged for the building up of the church when the church was infant, okay, until the church attained maturity. And that is why he's saying that he put them in place to equip all the saints of the work of the ministry for the building up of the body until we attain to the maturity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God and to mature manhood. So God put those things in place for the church to become matured. And when we come to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8 and 9, this is what Paul said, and listen very carefully. He said, there are things that are going to cease, that are going to stop operating. Okay? And these are the things that he mentioned here. And listen, he says, love never ends. 
Okay, love will continue forever until Jesus Christ comes. Love will continue forever. So he said, Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. So prophecy is going to cease. That is what he's saying here. You can take your Bible and read. Probably you say that uh, it's in my Bible. No, it's not only in my Bible, it's also in the Bible that you hold. He said, As for prophecies, they will cease, okay, or they will pass away. As for tongues, speaking in tongues, they will cease. You understand? And as for knowledge, it shall pass away. And then he said, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. And when I became a man, I gave up this childish uh, uh, ways. So what it implies is, when the church was a child, the church was infant, all these things were needed, okay, for the church to use because there was no Bible. So they need special knowledge that will help them. They need people to have some revelation from God so that they can use, okay. And Paul said, this were there until what? The perfect can. So what we are trying to find out today, what we are trying to find out today it's when the church became uh, mature. Because he said, when the church become matured, all these things will cease. Okay? And also, when the perfect thing comes, uh, these things will be done away. So, two things we want to find out. When did the church become mature? What we are talking about here is the first century. The first hundred years in Jesus Christ's life. When Jesus Christ was born. The first century, that's where... The, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ was established. That's where Christianity began. So, there, the church was not mature because it's a newly established church. They did not have any Bible to look into or that they depended on, on what the apostles told them. But the apostles were not going to stay there forever because a time will come, they will die and go away. So, in actual fact, they need something that will guide them so that even after the death of the apostles, they can still hold on to something. You understand? So it was important that they, uh, they have uh, uh, the, the Bible in place. But there was no Bible at that time. So these are all the infant stage of the church. Now, when did the church become mature? Now, in reference to Paul's submission, in this temporal gift, Paul states, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. And when I became a man, I gave up these childish ways. Implies, here Paul was referring to the church and the gift that the people were using at that time. And he said that we are waiting for the perfect thing to come. When the perfect arrives, when the perfect thing comes, then all these things that we see in part will be done away. Prophecy will go away. Uh, tongue speaking will go away. All these kind of gifts, miraculous gifts they are using, will be no more. And he said, remember, if you are a child, there are something that you need as a child to help you to grow. But if you become a man, those things will not be needed. The emphasis is on this special gift the church was using at that time. Now, the church needed those things because 
there was no Bible at that time, and they need somebody to get a revelation straight from God to tell them. Because there's nothing they are looking into to tell us what God wants. They only listen to the apostles. But remember, the apostles were stationed in Jerusalem. Okay? But the churches uh, were growing. The churches were going to other parts of the world. Like Corinth, like uh, Colossae, like going to Mesopotamia and the rest. But the apostles were stationed in Jerusalem. Okay, so there was a need that they know what these apostles have for them because Jesus sent the apostles to them. You understand? So, when did the church become mature? When the church became mature, then all these things will be done away. Now, from the statement, it is clear that the church was, uh, will not be a child after 1,900 years. Now, the time the church started was the first 100 years in Jesus' life, the first century AD. Now, today, we are in 2020, which means 2,020 years. You understand? And that means the church has been existent from the first 100 years up to this time. So the life of the church is about 1,900 years and over. And this is what we are uh, asking ourselves. 1,900 years and over. Has the church become matured or still infant? If after 1,900 years over, the people still depend on this kind of special gift, then the church is still not matured. Because Paul said, Paul said, you need this as a child, but when you grow, you don't need them anymore. That is what Paul means there. You understand? So, we understand that after 1,900 years, the church is still not infant. The church has grown. And if the church has become matured, then according to the Paul's own uh, message that he gave, all this childish thing that the church needs, is going to be seized. So there wouldn't be any more gift of prophecy. There wouldn't be any more tongue speaking. And I'll show you why there wouldn't be any more tongue speaking. Okay, so that is the first part. The second part is, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10, where he states, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. So, Apart from the church becoming matured, Paul also said that when the perfect comes, these partial things, all these gifts are going to be done away. Okay, so what we have to find out is that perfect thing that Paul was referring to. Because when we know this is the perfect thing Paul is referring to, then you and I have to agree that then all these gifts as a gift of prophecy, as a gift of tongues, as a gift of healing, and all this will be done away. You understand? So, what is the perfect to come? In trying to find out what a perfect was, Paul gave us a clue. Now, we want to find out what a perfect is. Paul has already given us a clue. If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the clue is there. This is what he said. He said, For we now see in a mirror dimly, but in that, in then, 
we're going to see face to face. The perfect thing Paul is talking about, he said, when the perfect comes, we will see things face to face. Now, we see dimly because the perfect has not yet been there. So we see things dimly. But when the perfect comes, we'll see things face to face. And he said, now I know in part, in then, in that perfect, we shall know fully, as even as I have been fully known. You understand? Paul says, now we know in part. Why is he saying we know in part? I told you that these people get their message from the apostles. But the apostles stationed in Jerusalem. So before they will know what Christ had for them, they need to find what an apostle has written. So Paul wrote something. Uh, Matthew also wrote something. Then we know Paul, uh, what do you call him? Luke also wrote something. Luke was not an apostle. He was a disciple, but he wrote something about our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, all these writings were not together. So they were in part somewhere here, somewhere there. So that time that Paul was writing this, they were seeing things in parts. So they are waiting for a time when the perfect will come. And here is referring to when the whole, all these parts will come complete. So that we will know everything that God has for us through his apostles. You understand? So... What is the perfect thing? We are trying to find out what that perfect thing is. Okay, remember, in my earlier submission, I've already stated that there was no Bible to guide the church from the beginning. There was no Bible at all, and they all depended on the apostles' doctrine. As chapter 2, verse 42 said, they all embraced the apostles' doctrine. That is all they knew, because there was no Bible at that time. You understand? But the apostle doctrine was important because when the Bible was full, all this doctrine was, you know, uh, written down in the Bible. So you know it, right? Now, I'll give you an example. If you read Colossians chapter 4, verse 16, verse 16, some of these writings, I said they were in part, so the Christians were getting them as letters, reading them and passing it on. Now, Colossians chapter 4, verse 16, Paul says, Paul wrote a letter to the, to, to the Christians in Colossae. And in the letter, look at what he stated in chapter 4, verse 16. He said, And when this letter has been read among you, have it also uh, uh, read in the church of Laodicea. And see that you also read the letter from Laodicea. Paul has written a letter to the Christians in Colossae and has written a different letter to the Christians in Laodicea. And in the letter of, uh, uh, the, in the, letter of the people of Colossae, Paul stated that after you read your letter, you pass it on to the church in Laodicea. Laodicea is in another province, another place, another country. Send somebody to take this because there was no Bible. They depended on the apostles and Paul was apostle. He's written to the Colossae people and he said, after you read, you send it to the people in Laodicea. 
And remember, I have also given another letter to the people of Laodicea. You also collect that letter and you also read so that you know what we have told you. Now, I'm trying to establish something here that these were the past that the early Christians have because there was no whole Bible. So what is the perfect thing Paul is saying? Paul says, when the perfect comes, we will see things face to face. We are not going to see, we are not going to see things in past anymore. Now, they only get the past of what the apostles written. So something is going to come and this past will be no more. They will see things fully. So what is he talking about? What is he talking about? And also, remember that I said these apostles were not going to stay forever. And as a result, they needed something written down. Already they've written letters, okay, with the individual apostles. What they need to do is to put them together to get the New Testament Bible, which will guide the Christians even if the apostles are no more, they will know because everything will be written down. You understand? Everything will be written down. So, the perfect thing Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, okay, that we are waiting for the perfect to come. And when this perfect comes, then this gift of prophecy, this gift of tongues, this gift of uh, uh, special knowledge, they are all going to be go away. They are all going to be gone. You understand? So, what he was trying to say is that when we get a complete Bible, we will not need all these people that have to reveal something to God because everything will be written down in the Bible. We will not need all these prophets that will come and say, God has spoken to me because everything is written down already. So what do you need a prophet for? You understand? But because people don't read the Bible and understand, they don't understand this part. So people are deceiving them, saying that they are prophets. Now, the third one I want to establish is, when the last apostle died, all these miraculous gifts, such as uh, uh, a special gift for, uh, what do you call it, uh, speaking in tongues, and also prophecy, and all the rest. When the last apostle died, all these things says, do you know why? Because according to the Bible, it's clearly established that it was through the apostles' hands that one could speak in tongues and do miracles and also prophesy. You read Acts chapter 8. It is clear. It is clear that uh, Acts chapter 8 verse 17 and 18. Okay. Somebody confessed that it is only through the hands of the apostles one can receive this Holy Spirit gift and start to, you know, uh, speak in tongues and the rest. And then we have an example in Acts chapter 19, where Paul the Apostle laid his hand on some disciples before they started speaking in tongues and prophesying. We have another example in Acts chapter 6, when seven people were selected, the apostles laid their hands on them before they started, you know, 
uh, doing some miracles and, uh, and, and wonders. So, it is established in the Bible that it is only through the apostles' hand that one can do all these things. That is why I'm saying when the last apostle died, this thing virtually came to an end. Okay, so three things been established to tell you that these things that people claim they are doing are no more. People are saying they speak in tongues, but you need the apostle hand on you before he can speak in tongues. All the apostles are dead and gone now. So who put his hand on you before you say you are speaking in tongues? People say they have the gift of what? A prophecy. They can prophesy. You need the apostle's hand on you before you can do that. Which of the apostles laid his hands on those people today who are claiming to be prophets for God? So they are all, if they are not deliberately lying, they don't understand the scriptures. That is why they are doing that. There is no more apostles, uh, uh, what they call it, prophets today because all these prophets that the New Testament talk about were there temporal. Okay? When Bible uses until they were put there until the church become matured, then at, when the, the word until is used, it means the, their work was temporal. Okay? And then if you come to 1 Corinthians, and Paul also used, when the perfect comes, all these pastoral things will be done away. So, it's still, there's a clause there. When this happens, this will be no more. And Paul gave it a beautiful example that when I was a child, I needed this. But now I become mature. I don't need this. So, these three things have to guide you. And there's no more an apostle. So, the church has become matured. The Bible is now complete that we can see the things that God wants us and also all the apostles are dead. So this kind of special gift like speaking in tongues, like prophesying, like healing and all these things that the early church, uh, you know, did to, to help and equip the church, to equip the growth of the church, it's now no more because the church has now become matured. Because the church is no more a child, so we don't need all these childish things that equip the church to grow. And because there's no more an apostle to lay his hand on you to receive this. Now, let me ask you, the reason why speaking in tongues was given to them as a gift is that the apostles were all Galileans. If you read Acts chapter 2, and the people that have to receive God's message, they have different tongues. They speak different languages. So God gave them the power to speak these different languages. That is what we call the speaking in tongues. If you read Acts chapter 2, verse, I think verse 7, if you read from verse 5 to 7, it is clear that the people who witnessed the speaking in tongues confess. They said that, are all these people speaking not Galileans? Why is it that they can speak our own language? The language that we were born in. So speaking in tongues is a language that people, uh, 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 they spoke and the people understood. And people, through that language, they were able to repent and be baptized and be added to the lost church. So, brothers, 
and sisters. Now, if we know that these things are no more, why do we have people in the system claiming that they are prophets and then God has, you know, sent them? I call them fake prophets. There is no prophet of God today because the prophets started from Israel, started from Moses, they were all prophesied unto Jesus Christ came. And John was the last prophet. And Luke chapter 16 verse 16 says, John was the last prophet and after John, what the people did was to preach the kingdom of God. It's not to prophesy. Then we came to the church and we found this prophet. We have explained that they were given them temporary to help the church equipped and build itself to help the church become mature so that the Bible will become complete and all the word of God is now written down. Say so they don't need any more revelation because everything is down there for them to see face to face. That's what Paul said. In that one, we will see face to face. Okay? So that is that. Now, why are these prophets there? The prophets are there today because man has become materialistic. You understand? Everybody wants easy life today. Okay? Paul said something to Timothy. He said, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Listen to what Paul said. Paul said, but understand it, that in the last days, there will come at times difficult or difficult times because people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful and unholy. So Paul said, a time is coming People will be lovers of money, lovers of wealth. Because of the material things that people are chasing, that is why these prophets are there. They know we are in uh, 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 hard times. They know that things are very hard these days. So they pose themselves as people sent from God to help you. But they are all fake because God has not sent them. God has not sent them. Today, God speaks to us through our Lord Jesus Christ, whose word message is written down in the New Testament. Whose message is being said by the apostles in the New Testament. We don't need anybody. Now, we talk about these so-called prophets and the way they operate. You understand? Now, because Christians, our expectations are so high, people calling themselves Christians, the expectations are so high. People are saying that if you become a Christian, you shouldn't suffer. Why a Christian, you have to be blessed and you have to be rich. When did Jesus promise all this? There's nowhere in the Bible where Jesus promised easy life to his followers. There's nowhere. In fact, Peter once upon a time asked Jesus, Lord, we have left everything to follow you. What are, what are we going to get? And Jesus said, if you have left everything to follow me, you will get it. When? As a new, in the new world. Jesus never promised anybody on this earth that if you follow me, you're going to get easy life. But this is what people are putting in some people's head. So they think that if you are a Christian, you shouldn't suffer. If you are a Christian, you should, you know, live uh, a lovely life, uh, have money, plenty of all these things. So these fake prophets 
are in the system to tell you that they can help you, but they can't do anything because God has not sent them. Rather, they said they are helping you. By the time you are aware, all the money in your pocket is being taken away. So, because people have become so materialistic, that is why they have these prophets around. Brothers and sisters, we have to be very careful. If you are serious want to go to heaven, these prophets, they don't have answer for you. Look for the true church and look for the true doctrine and follow them than to follow material things. So many people are following these false prophets, not because they want to go to heaven, but because they want his life. What things do they go there? I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I need to be well. Uh, my marriage is, is not good. I want a good marriage. I want a husband. I want to go abroad. My business is now not. So all this, this kind of material things, that is why people are chasing these fake prophets. And they come and demonstrate these magical things on your television screens. And you think they are from God. No. No. Now, let me tell you. They don't have this power to do it. But you have to examine the work they do. And I want us to, you know, examine what these people are doing to see if you're really from God. If you read 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, Listen to what the apostle said. 1 John chapter 4 verse 1. The apostle John said, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God, because there are many false prophets who have gone out into the world. That's what the apostle said. He said, test them. Why? There are false prophets in the system today. So, we have every right to examine what they are doing. For me, I know they are all fake. There's no a single person under sun or in this world today who have been selected as a prophet who speaks on behalf of God. The only person that speaks on behalf of God is Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 17 verse 5 says, This is my beloved son. Hear him. So, when Jesus speaks, he is from God. Okay? Now, at his baptism, God spoke again. This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. Hear him. You understand? So, all these point to the fact that Hebrews writer also say that today, God speaks to us through Jesus Christ. So, those people who are claiming to be prophets of God, they are all liars. They are all fake. They are not from God. Because if you want God to speak to you, what you have to do is to take the Bible, which is the word of God. See too. Now, if you want to be rich yourself and material things, then you have chosen a wrong profession to follow. If you say you are, for, you are following Christianity and you want to be rich, then you have chosen wrong religion. Because Jesus never promised his people or his followers that. Now, probably you don't know. Let me give you a quick example of what these people are doing. 
They claim to do miracle. What is miracle at all? Miracle is an extraordinary event that is not explicable by nature or scientific law and is therefore attributed to a divine intervention. A miracle. Now, if I have this, now, by scientific law or nature, if I throw this into air, it has to come down because of gravitational force. It has to come down. If I throw it up and it's suspended, this is a miracle because it doesn't happen under normal circumstances. If it is not, maybe somebody is connecting some electricity, some wiring to, you know, suspend it. You understand? Then it becomes a miracle. You understand? If somebody dies and four days and this person comes back to life, it's a miracle because naturally, if you are dead, you can't come back to life. If somebody has been crippled from womb for 38 years and Jesus met him and then say, uh, uh, he told him to, you know, get up on his feet and get up, this is a miracle because under normal circumstances, Somebody who is a cripple cannot stand up just one way. These are some of the things we say miracle. But what are the people who claim to be prophets or men of God are doing today? Brothers and sisters, they are tricking people. And this is exactly what Paul says here. He says, for such persons do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, by their own appetite and by smooth talk and flightly words, they deceive the heart of the naive. Romans chapter 16, verse 18. They use flightly talks, sweet words to deceive their people. Now, let me, me show you some of the tricks they use. You have heard about people going to their, these uh, false prophets, their church building, and say, When I went there, uh, the, 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 the man of God. Told me everything about me. My friend, you went there to tell your own story. It's not a man of God. They have no power to know uh, uh, the things in your head. But let me tell you the trick they use. Okay? They make you write your own story. What some people do is, you go in there, and then you meet other people, and then they ask you, you get everything, and then they write it uh, on a piece of paper, and then they give it to you. This is your problem. You say, yes, okay, I want you to throw this on the bin. Sometimes you throw in the bin. Sometimes they will tell you, throw in that river. And then you go there. Now, when you have written everything, you write your name on it, where you come from, and your problems. They will ask you to write it down. And then they will ask you to go and throw it in the, away. So you think you are throwing it in away. You go and sit in the church. Those people will go and take it and they read everything about you and send it to uh, whoever called the, the, the uh, Odifo standing there. So by the time you get into that building, he knows everything about you because it is you who wrote your own story. You think you've thrown it away. They've collected it, read it, and gave everything. That's another trick they use. Another one is they use their ushers. When you go into the, uh, uh, the church building, there are some people around. They will show you around. They will tell, sit here. And you go and meet people. They will, they will ask you, why are you here? And then you tell all your story to them. Sometimes when you are speaking, 
they have recorders, recorders. You understand? And some, what we realize is this became evident uh, when somebody was, you know, uh, left this kind of false prophet and trying to tell us exactly what they do to get the people to speak their, uh, uh, to get the people to tell them their own story. You understand? So, they have all these tape recorders. Everything that you are saying, you think you are saying it with somebody else, that is the usher. Before you step down into the auditorium, the Odifo standing there have got your message already because everything is connected. Okay? They use that also to get your story. And sometimes, your body language too, they can use it to get... There, there are a lot of things they use to get your story. So, there is nothing, I mean, miracle about you going to uh, somebody and he will tell you everything about you. Remember, sometimes a friend introduces you to that church and a friend knows your story. By the time you go there, your own friend will go and tell these people. So, before you're there, they know your story already. You told your story and they know it. You understand? So, there is nothing miraculous about what they are doing. They use tricks and they use psychology. They read minds. Okay. They read your mind. We have some people called mind readers. There's nothing, uh, uh, what do you call it, supernatural about this. But your body language can even tell them. They use psychology to read you and know your problem. And you also will confirm to them. And then you will think that they are superhuman. They are nothing. You understand? So don't let them deceive you. These people also use occultic charms. They communicate with the underworld powers. Satanic influence. Satanic powers. That is why sometimes you see them doing some bizarre things on their screen. How can somebody will come and tell you that I want all the ladies, you bring your panties, you bring your brasiers, the men your panties, and they will tell you, we don't want the new one, we want the one you have worn. Why? Because we want the one that has your body cells and everything in it, so that they can use it for the occultic practices. So before you are aware, they have gotten something from your body. Either uh, fluid from you ourselves because the, the things we, we wear, we have our cells attached to it. That is why they can use our own clothes, get a DNA from. Okay? Sometimes they tell you, I want you to go and bring this. And the things that they ask you, and you also, you don't know, and then you send them to them. They use this for these occultic what? Uh, 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 charms on you. So sometimes, when you get to their church building, it's become difficult to get out from there. Some also use magical powers. Look at what the other time, one, one guy doing. He put a passport in his shoes and came on television screen that I'm commanding passports to come uh, for you because God is saying that you are going to go abroad. And then all the people were, you know, uh, 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 applauding him because... 
Uh, he's a man of God. He got a passport from his shoes. My friend, don't let these people deceive you. Our Lord Jesus Christ never promised all these kind of things they are doing. They are doing using occultic charms. They are using sacrifices, human sacrifice. Sometimes they go length of breath to bring human parts. Remember, not long ago when they were fighting each other, look at the words that came from them. The people that call themselves the men of God, the prophets, when they were fighting about these 31st uh, uh, prophecies, uh, in, I'm talking about in Ghana. If you are not in Ghana, if you are listening to me from, uh, you are listening to me uh, from other country, you not understand. But those from Ghana know what I'm talking about. These people called the men of God were fighting on television screens. Some people can get into a container, wash himself for one week. He said one week he has not washed. Uh, even when he, excuse me to say, he go to toilet, he doesn't wipe himself. If he had any intercourse with a wife, he doesn't clean himself and he washed everything down in the container and he started, you know, uh, uh, giving to the church members to drink. This is even hell hazard. You understand? But because these people are naive, they drank this dirty thing from the body, body fluid from this pastor or this man of God, whoever he calls himself. So there are a lot of nasty things they are doing. But they are doing this because that is what the, 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 the occultic what, spirit tells them to do. They use this charm on the church members. Now the guy who washed himself in a container and started giving people to drink, when they interview him, did your wife drink this? He said, oh, but my wife doesn't need anything. Why should my wife drink? You see? And if you're a church member... And then you hear that you should let even police arrest this man. He called himself a man of God. And Ghanaians are sitting there applauding them. Brothers and sisters, time will not allow me to tell you the fake things these people are doing. But if you care to know, our Lord Jesus Christ was a simple man. You understand? He never promised anyone of riches. He never promised anyone of any material thing. He never said that if you follow me, you'll not get sick. So that when you are sick, I have to get well by all means. That is why you are going to all these fake prophets and fake pastors. They themselves, they are not well. Some of them are sick in their head. You understand? Because the thing that they will be doing, you see that normal people will not do this. They are all sick in their head. And people follow them. Because of these occultic chimes, sometimes it makes them mad. And look at all the things they do. Somebody kissing people in the church building, saying that I'm sleeping with this person in the church house, showing them. I mean, what we are watching from the internet, uh, uh, Facebook, WhatsApp, are so nasty that it... it I mean, that is why people always ridicule Christianity. People laugh at Christianity. You understand? They ridicule them. And this is the way Satan wants to belittle Jesus Christ. Using these fake people who come to you through your airwaves, through your television screens, and through your internet and the rest, posing themselves as a man of God. They are not from God. Brothers and sisters, Jesus 
was somebody who was humble. Jesus was poor. Even look at where he was born. Jesus, when he died, they have to even uh, ask for a place to bury him because he didn't have his own. Brothers and sisters, I have talked too much, but this brings to the end of my lesson at their prophet today. We don't have any prophet today. The only person that we have today is our Lord Jesus Christ. And what message he has for us is all written in his holy book, the Bible. Don't let material things drag you away from God. Look for the truth. Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. What you need now is salvation. It's not material things. You are lost and you need salvation. Jesus is always stretching his hands for you. Wherever you find yourself. Maybe you say you go to church. If you are following these people, don't tell me you go to church. This is not a church. This is a, a occultic thing that you, you, you've been, uh, I mean, you'll be attracted to. And you are following them. You are not a Christian because true Christians will not do this. Look for the new Christianity. We can help you. We can help you. Follow these lessons and you get the proper lessons. And then we tell you how you can get your salvation. Brothers and sisters, if you want more of this lesson, I'll, I'll, I'll plead with you that you visit the Church of Christ. Wherever you are. Church of Christ is everywhere in the world. Any country, you'll find a Church of Christ there. If you are listening to me and you don't know where the Church of Christ is, you just give me a text. My number is up there where you are watching me. And tell me which country and I can find it out for you. If you are not sure, you can Google the Church of Christ in that country. They will show you the location. Go and visit them because they have some truth for you. Brothers and sisters, let not these people deceive you because we are in the uh, uh, hard times. Don't let them deceive you. Look for God and your salvation will be sure. I am your brother Paul. Try to share this message to as many as you can. We have finished this topic. Next week, will come your way with another topic. And you will be happy that you have listened to my message. Share it to as many as you can. And God bless you. Sister Edith, uh, Judith, I've seen you watching me. And thank you for the beautiful thing that you've done for me when I came over to France. I really appreciate that. And God bless you for that. Brothers and sisters, continue to follow Benyas because we have good messages for you all the time. This lesson, you'll find it also on the YouTube. I have so many lessons on the YouTube and uh, on the Facebook page and also Benyas, you'll find them there. Lessons about Titan, you'll find them there. And God bless you. In Jesus' name, I'll leave you. Amen. <laughs>